Welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at a 101 level. So if you've ever wondered what having a blocked root chakra really means, or if the law of attraction works, then this podcast is for you. The universe led you here for a reason, so thank you for joining me. I'm Michelle Schoenfeld, a master energy healer and reformed couture-aholic, and this is my jam. I love sharing what I've learned. I am recording in the balance between Prada and Prana. <laughs> so I am really excited today to be joined by an amazing guest, Dr. Alex, and she is going to share her stories of her spiritual awakening, following her signs, and manifesting Oprah, along with so many other really exciting things that have to do with spirituality, her adventures to Nepal, and who is the Hindu god of travel. So the interview is amazing. I hope you enjoy it. If you like this podcast, please check out my other episodes, share it, write me a review, show some love, and we will join that interview with Dr. Alex now. Thank you. So welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste. This is Dr. Alex. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. This is really I love the name of your podcast. Super cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, this is my friend, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hey, She's sitting here with us. We were talking about meditation a little bit before you got here and just like how often, like when we were first getting started, we thought we were doing it wrong. Absolutely. Do you ever feel that way? That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a good meditator. <laughs> I actually am not a very good meditator. Are you saying the same thing? Yeah, I still have to work on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely in my, like, to-do, it's on my to-do list. There you go. All right. <laughs> um, so the reason I, as I said before, I had um, Alex on today. Can I call you Alex? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is that when I was kind of going through my spiritual awakening, I went to see her because she is a great dentist and I was in there one day and I was talking about some issues I was having. Um, we know each other from the social scene. Yes. Really like through charity events and magazine parties and restaurant openings. And so I see, um, you can't see her, but she's a really, really beautiful Persian woman. In fact, in my phone forever, it said beautiful Persian woman. <laughs> I love you. No, I actually wouldn't know you're Persian. I just happen to know that, and I like to say it. It's like Persian princess. Yeah. I love it. But she has a huge, big, beautiful smile and really big, beautiful eyes and this golden, beautiful hair, and she's just a wonderful human. So I was in there not feeling so beautiful and not feeling so good, and she gave me, like, this little reading about myself. And then she said, and, well, you know it's because you're a light worker, don't you? And I was like, light worker? Uh, no, what's that? And she's like, well, you're a light worker. <laughs> And so basically she told me to go home and Google it, but I've, I've told that probably to 20 people since oh, then, by the way. Oh, that's so cool. So Alex helped me wake up, and we will go into what life worker means and what being awake means, um, but if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of your spiritual awakening. What kind of led you to this? I was thinking about this while I was driving in traffic on my way here, and I thought, this is like the best way of explaining it. I don't think there are any accidents, and I think you're exactly where you're supposed to be at any given moment. So I realized I was exactly where I was supposed to be, stuck in traffic, thinking about what I was supposed to say. <laughs> so if I had 10 minutes of wisdom in me, that's all I had in me, that's cool. That's all I was supposed to say. So um, I went through, just like everybody has a story, right? So I had a story too. And the short version is I went, I had a story. And then that story turned me into where you go to the place, I'm trying to explain it, where there's nowhere else to go but wake up. 
Yes. And then, then you wake up. And then so I woke up. And, and then it's, I feel like it started since this is like Awakening 101. It started with seeing 1111 everywhere. Yes. It started oh my gosh, that way. Yeah, so it started with 11 11. I would see it all the time. I'm like, what's this? I see 11 11, make a wish. 11 11, make a wish. And then it was like, 11 11, I see it all the time. Everywhere. Like, I even got a receipt that said 11 11. Over and over again, I'd get receipts that said it. So I Googled it one day. And it was, it was, it's sort of like, I feel like it's spirit telling you, you're on the right path. This is all happening for you. Start paying attention. And the biggest thing I feel like is it starts making you more aware that you're more than what you think you are in this world, that we are bigger than that, that we are so true. just we're here for a different purpose. So um, when Alex first started telling me this, and she told me the 1111 as well, and I'd always been very into numbers. I would see 333, 444, but I saw 1111 all the time too. And I never told anybody about it. I thought it was just me. You know, I look at myself and I'm, oh, it's 1111. Awesome. So when she told me this, I did the same thing. Googled it. Totally resonated. Like sometimes now I'll stop in my tracks, close my eyes, and think of something I really want, <laughs> or try to figure out what am I doing right now that I'm seeing 1111. So I have to pay attention to this. Yes. But absolutely. for how many years did we screenshot? Like I would screenshot oh, yeah, 1111 and, and, and text each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and you do 1111 and feathers. I do. Yeah, yes. and I like that. And I finally saw feather one day, and I never see feathers. And one day I saw feather, I was like, oh, and I thought of you. And I went and I stuck it on the wall somewhere. Oh, <laughs> so I love that. My screensaver is a feather I found at the beach when I was fighting cancer. And that's still my screensaver. So every time I would screenshot 1111, of course, the feather would yes, be there. Exactly. But sometimes we're in different time zones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like 1111 from Nepal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, actually, I want to talk about Lightworker, but when you said Nepal, so I mentioned that I had this accident right before you got here. I sound a little different today. So I was um, going down Constitution Avenue on Sunday and coming down from the Nobody Capitol building, going really fast. My fanny pack slipped off and went right into the spokes of my tire. And I flew forward right into the street and obviously damaged my front teeth, broke my left arm. I have stitches in my right arm. And I was so crazy grateful. Like in the hospital, they're laughing at me, but like, not laughing at me, they're more, I was laughing, that I was so grateful. And they're like, why are you grateful? Like, you're all banged up with blood everywhere. And it's like, it could have been so much worse. Oh my gosh, like, what are the chances that a car didn't hit me? Or that I didn't smash my entire face? Or that I didn't break a leg? Or, I really was so grateful. And I feel like at the last minute, my, you know, guides or guardian angels, whoever you're comfortable with, lifted me up and honestly saved me. But at the same time, they gave me a message. Yes. And so... I'm all over the place because I'm so excited when I see you. It's like this bundle <laughs> of light energy. I'm so, so I'm going to try to stay on topic here. But you just said Nepal. Yes. So I don't know anybody from Nepal. I know you've been there and you love it. You found some, you did a wellness mission there, right? I, yeah, I did the whole mission over there. Yeah. It was the year that I was following my signs. So I had a year where I followed my signs everywhere. And that was during the year that I followed my signs. I love that. So idea. And, <laughs> me. I'm following my signs this year. That's why I'm in Turkey. <laughs> um, but so on the way to see you, so I knock my front teeth. I come to see um, Dr. Alex two days ago. And on, I have to take an Uber because I can't drive um, with my broken arm. And my driver is from Nepal. Oh, wow. And he had the little statue of Ganesh on his dashboard. Well, I didn't know exactly who Ganesh was. I recognized it, of course. But Ganesh is that Hindu god that is like elephant on the top, but human on the bottom. And, but it was really pretty. It was like this crystal, elephant, human kind of thing sitting on his dashboard. So I asked him about it. And that's what he told me. He's, you know, from Nepal, 
and this, and I've, I've always been attracted to elephants. I'm super spiritual, obviously. Uh, my grandfather helped set up the National um, Reserve for Elephants in India. I have a Maggie O'Neill original of an elephant in my room. Like, I have elephants all over my apartment. Like, yeah, see, that's a sign. I love, right, it was a sign. It's like, a sign. oh, I need to look up Ganesh when I get home. So what did you find? Well, I didn't look it up. Okay. Right. I didn't look it up. I got busy. La la la. I see yes. you. I'm trying to figure out why did I have this accident? What is the universe trying to tell me? And so then I'm not even kidding. Yesterday I was going to GW to have my arm looked at. My Uber driver is from Nepal, totally different one, okay. with a different statue of Ganesh on his dashboard. Like I'm not even kidding. Maybe you're supposed to go to Nepal. So well, or look up Ganesh. So, <laughs> like, okay, Ganesh exactly. so I got home and I still didn't look up Ganesh. Totally forgot. But I loved it. That was so interesting. This time he tells me, oh, it's the, um, he's the child of the goddess Parvati. I'm like, oh, that's so sexy and cool. And, and Shiva. And I still didn't look it up. So today when I was doing a little meditation on the root, it came to me. I was like, you have to look up Ganesh. So I did. And it's really interesting. Um, he's remover of obstacles. And people pray to him when they're starting something new. And we know a lot of times when you're starting something new, you have to get rid of the old. And sometimes we're not ready to get rid of the old. We're scared. We hold on to things we don't need anymore. And that's, I have that problem. I do hold on to the old. So, um, and I am starting on this new journey. Like I have this wellness, you know, business in Turkey and I love it. And I do my podcast and kind of this new career in well-being consulting. And I love it. I love it, love it. But I'm still holding on to some like fear-based stuff in the past. And so... When I was trying to figure out why did I have this accident, and I'm thinking, you know, in our podcast, I want to talk about FOMO versus JOMO, like the fear of missing out versus the joy of missing out, right? And so I'm thinking about that. I'm not thinking what the message from the universe is, and I asked you, and do you remember what you said by chance when I said, I wonder why I was in this accident? I know there's a message there. Do you remember what you said? <laughs> a little bit, but go ahead. Remind me what I said. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so. It's really hard. So Alex is a light worker. She's also like kind of an intuitive. And when you get these messages, I'm an intuitive as well. And when you get these messages, um, it's kind of like a download of information. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to share it. But we don't always remember it because it's not ours. So yeah, when she's saying, I don't remember, that's why. It was, she needed to give me this message. And it did resonate with me. So basically what you told me is this is a message to get back to gratitude that you're losing track a little bit of gratitude. And it's just to kind of wake you up to like what your true kind of path is. And you're gonna heal from this. And you're gonna heal from it, exactly. And she's telling me this in her office and she's getting goosebumps. Like I could see the goosebumps. I'm them again right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so me being like stubborn and like, no, I'm a well-being coach and I'm an energy healer and I'm always grateful. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for everything I have. I'm grateful, that's not it. And so I get home, and I think about it, and then I meditate on it, and I think about it all night, and I'm like, yeah, that was it. Oh, my gosh. That was totally it, because I've had a lot of FOMO lately. And when do you have FOMO? You have FOMO, like fear of missing out, when you're not in a place of gratitude and self-love, and when you're not totally healed. Well, and you always go in one direction or another. Yeah. So, so Marianne Williamson always says you're either going towards love or towards fear. So any choice you're making, it might look exactly the same, but sometimes you're doing it from... So So the, the, my example for it is um, when I was going through some of the things I was debating, like, should I move, should I stay, should I move, should I stay? And I didn't know, and I thought, you know what? Let's say there's a person who wants to move from your house and you want to move somewhere else, but you want to move because you're really excited, let's say, to move to California. 
and you're so excited about it, and it makes you happy, and it gives you joy, then you're moving from love. But right. let's say you're moving because you're like, well, I'm not so sure I can pay for it. And I'm not sure I'll be able to let me live smaller. Then you're moving from fear. So the act exactly. is exactly the same, but it's for different intentions. So that's sort of the thing. Yeah. Is you're always moving towards love or fear. And if you ask yourself that question and then do it that way, you'll realize, you'll notice that you're doing it. It's so true. It's so true. And I feel like the majority of time I've learned, it's been a long process, but I've learned self-love and to act from a place of love. And like going to Turkey, I do talk about that a lot. It was a message I got, I was really excited, I was scared, um, how am I gonna pay for it? How am I gonna get there? What am I gonna do? Are they gonna like me? And I'm like, I know this is the right thing for me to do. It just feels good. And I just got in the flow and I wrote it. And it was awesome. Next thing you know, I'm working for the Life Co, which is number one in the world. And I have like these clients all over the world who I love and I feel so good and so happy. And like, you know, I'm doing my singing bowl and just feeling like in tune. And then I come back here and I have a little re-entry, you know, I'm trying to like, my energy's a little off, my vibration's a little off, but I'm like, that's okay. I'm tying to the end, so I go back. But then I slowly let myself slip. And, and that's what was going on. And I, I love a law of attraction, right? It works so great when you're vibrating high and you want something, you think about it, and you put that energy towards that feeling, but not the outcome, but the feeling, then you get more of that feeling, it feels good. But being our best friend, like any good best friend, they also tell you when you do look bad, <laughs> the law of attraction will also say, okay, if you're vibrating here and you're worrying about this and you're feeling this way, we're going to give you more of that. And so you have to kind of break that cycle. And it's okay to do it, though. It's okay to, so I always say, to falling off the horse and getting back on the horse. And yeah. everybody falls off the horse. Yeah. And everybody has to get back on the horse. doesn't matter if they're like the, the big-time guru that's been teaching 5,000 <laughs> people. They're falling off the horse, too. Exactly. They just get back on the horse a little bit faster because they know this cycle. Yeah, a little bit better than we do. So, um, I guess why I was in the emergency room laughing, going, it's okay, because the universe is giving me a lesson. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is right now, but I totally trust that the universe, I, I know my vortex is really full and awesome with abundance, and I'm getting there, so I have a lesson to learn. I asked for it. I said, teach me, and if I fall off, give me that lesson, because I want to learn. Like, I want this great life. And sometimes, like, lessons aren't fun. So eating dirt wasn't my preference. I hope that I learned the next lesson without the pain. Oh, I know. I can't believe you poor baby. dirt sandwich. Yeah, the dirt yeah. sandwich. Um, but I was really grateful. Because when you said that, I was like, no, that's not it. No, she doesn't even know what she's talking about. Really? Like, you didn't even put that on. You didn't put that on. I made, like, a, like a smile face And it wasn't mind. for me. It wasn't even for me. No. Like, honestly, I felt like I had to say it. I know you did. Yes. Because, like, you're a good friend. That's our job <laughs> as lightworkers with each other. Like, we have a commitment. We have to unite. And um, so, anyway, so I'm super grateful. It was I lost gratitude. I was putting too much thing that in vibration that wasn't from a place of love and authenticity and... Um, and I was losing my way a little bit. So I'm grateful to the universe for that wake-up call, um, and I'm grateful to you for helping me see it. And so that leads me back to lightworker, like what lightworkers do. Okay. So basically our role as lightworkers is to help heal other people and to help heal the world and to bring light into the world and really share love. That's how I look at it. Um, there's so many different kinds of lightworkers as well, just like empaths. I'm also empath which I believe you are as well. Do you know, I, I, I don't you have to like that. I, I, I usually don't like, I usually say I'm not. Okay, well you yeah. know. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I I don't know, uh, my friend Jen is sitting in here, we're relatively new friends in that I'm not really sure yet what you are. Okay. <laughs> Besides a very cool human. We Thank love her. You. Yeah. So, Thank you very much. Yeah, very supportive, very kind. You're definitely a giver 
and there's a lot to be said for that. Um, there's probably a little bit of light worker in you as well as a giver. It's you help heal other people, and sometimes it's to your detriment because you lose your energy. People come and kind of suck your energy because it's awesome and fun, and that leaves you depleted and wanting to nap for three days. And like you, I need my energy from other people. When you said yeah. that earlier, uh, I you know I get my energy. I'm always historically out, 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 out. And, but this year, I actually have gotten way more comfortable with being kind of alone in time, which I feel is very yeah. healthy for me. Yeah. Um, so, I, and I think it's been because of the FOMO. <laughs> but I always want to be out, 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 maybe, and giving, and to my yeah. detriment. But mm -hmm. there's a lot we could go yeah. to and out of there. But um, Well, so as a light worker, that is part of our purpose. And I, you've shared with me, Alex, that... Do you, you feel that part of your purpose is to help people wake up a little bit? Um, what do you? How do you feel like this is? I feel like it's like if, if you take a finger and like we all light each other. Yeah. So so we all light each other up. If that yeah. makes any sense, and, totally. then, and then we all sort of wake each other up. Exactly. That's my best way of explaining that. I like that. So yes, if somebody wakes me up, and, and sometimes it's through actually physically being around each other, and then other times I have this woman I go to who tells me that it's a thought process. That even if somebody has a thought, the thoughts are also attached to each other. That your thoughts also go out into the universe and create energy and create something out there. So positive thoughts and negative thoughts. Absolutely. So, when so I think that, and then from that place, and again, this is my own version of everything, right? Yeah. So from that place, I think when monks are somewhere like praying for the universe, it's like they're putting that energy of love out there. It is. So right? It's changing the energy everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's changing energy everywhere. So if you do that, if that's how you think about your responsibility, so you're responsible for your energy at all times. And if you're responsible for your energy and you're constantly putting out a little battery of awesome, awesome positive energy, then that creates that energy. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm a big um, believer and teacher of law of attraction, which is a lot, a lot of that. It's so true. Yeah. Energy is energy. Positive attracts positive. We know that. Yes. And you know, negative can bring negative as well. So um, part of one of the meditations I do every day as a healer is um, is showing love. And I literally will close my eyes and visualize going up above the earth and just totally covering the whole earth in this like blankety mist of pink, healing, loving light. And a lot of times healing, we see it as green with gold. But when I do this for the reason I do pink. So I just like cover the whole earth in this like pink fuzz and I'm like, or mist and like, okay, whoever needs this right now, just soak it all in. And I also call on all the other star seeds and light workers out there to kind of unite. So um, anyway, I'm so glad that you are here to talk about this with us. So the other thing I think, how are we doing on time? All right, we have about five minutes. So there's so much more I wanted to do and I want to talk about, and I want to do a meditation. So we're not going to get that to that today. But I always end every podcast with a mantra. So last week our mantra was, today I feel worthy without justification. And when I give everybody a mantra, it's kind of like a positive affirmation. I want you to say it to yourself three or four times in a row, several times a day for the entire week. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. So today, um, since we didn't actually get to finish what we're going to talk about, which is so exciting, will you come back? I will. Okay, come back. <laughs> you got this. All right. Okay. So don't, you can read this to yourself. Pick one of those mantras that you feel like we should do today. One has to do with love, and one has to do with abundance. I want to go with I deeply and completely love myself right now. I love that. Okay, great. So, um, this one does has to do with self-love, which is so much a part of our worth and how we feel about ourselves. Because if we come from a place of love, right, then we can love everybody else. And obviously the world will be a better place. Because a lot of things that we do that aren't great are because we have fear. Because we have fear, yes. And then it reflects back to us and the other people that we see. Exactly. And so we think it's them, but it's really not. Exactly. 
So I want everybody now to record this. Um, write it down on a sticky note, put it on your mirror, and say to yourself several times a day, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So thank you all for joining us at You Lost Me at Namaste. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Dr. Alex, for being our guest today. Thank you. And to all of you out there, Namaste.